Hello, welcome to another episode of the Crafts Couch Pod. Wow, where are we going today? I was asked online about a time when I was dysregulated and what did I do about it? (laughs) And I wanted to share because just because I teach all of this doesn't mean that I never get dysregulated or I never experience this. I want folks to remember this, right? Anyone that you look up to or you admire or that you learn from, just remember that they are human too, truly. They're human too. They are navigating all of this like you. And it's not that they're less scared, they are better or anything like that. It's that maybe they have some tools that they use more frequently and they're willing, willing to be wrong, willing to be judged, willing to choose it through the fear anyway. That is the difference. That is the difference. There is likely someone out there, I've heard this a million times and it rings so true for me, there's likely someone out there doing what you want to do with less experience, less knowledge, and they just, they're just, they're more willing they're more willing to show up confidently or just be exposed or be messy, right? And so what if you were willing? Is that the energy you are missing? And look, I get it. It's a process. I've been online now since 2017, I guess, since I've been creating content. And I've seen the the growth through the years and it's, it's taken some time, some time for me to feel comfortable to show up and expose me, you know, more readily, so to speak. So this isn't a place of, oh my God, I need to judge myself because I'm not doing enough and I'm not willing. It's just like, no, okay, cool. I'm not really that willing. Okay. What would it take to be 10% more willing to mess things up, to be judged? What would that take? Right? Because we can start to lessen our value on judgment, you are free. But that call is not about this. (laughs) That call is about a time when I, that call, this call is about a time when I was finding myself dysregulated. So I've shared on here a little bit how recently with a move, I was just looking back five months now, we've been in this new house and moved up to Northern Dallas area. And I definitely was going through quite a bit. And it's funny how it's kind of almost like these things can catch you off guard where you think like you're managing your anxiety or your nervous system decently or pretty well. And then all of a sudden, maybe you have a a symptom or something happens and you're like, oh, maybe I'm not managing this so well. And that kind of is what happened to me. So I already could tell that I was starting to feel a little off, like my kind of typical stressor signs, if you will, I was having more neck pain tends to be a common one for me. Um, and things like that, or ocular migraines where I'm I'm like, Oh, okay. I'm, I'm not as regulated as I could be. Right. Because I know when I'm I'm not having these symptoms, things are, things are uh, running pretty smoothly. So This specific example was really interesting because I was noticing that I was just becoming 
and feeling more, more panicked, more kind of intrusive thoughts and images than usual. So I want to also kind of clarify how I look at intrusive thoughts. With what you are experiencing, it is based on the radio station you are calibrated to. So if you are having intrusive thoughts or images or like something like the kind of, we call it in psychology, it's like this traditional kind of OCD like experience where it's this really insane thing. Like you might be driving down the freeway and then you just in your mind, it's kind of like, what if this truck just like slammed right into me or right? You start to imagine these like really intense worst case scenarios or you're walking along the sidewalk and like, oh my God, what if this car runs into me? Or like all of a sudden an earthquake out of nowhere happening, right? You're kind of thinking of these really extreme scenarios that have like less than a 1% chance of happening. And they they pop into your mind. And they call them intrusive because basically it feels like it's out of nowhere and it pumps up your anxiety and your adrenaline, right? Into a stress response. And then you're kind of left not knowing what to do and then feeling like you're going into all this questioning, you might go into, oh my gosh, well, was that a premonition? I mean, am I like psychic? Am I like seeing the future or what, what are I, oh, I got to drive safer. Or I can never walk down the street again or whatever, right? We go into all this kind of really paranoid thinking. And the thing is, these thoughts come in when we are calibrated to a specific radio station. And what I mean by that is, think of your body as energetic and electrical, right? And your electrical system is the nervous system. And when your nervous system is in some sort of fight or flight vibration, you are attuning to the vibration of paranoid thinking, of panic attack, of OCD-like thinking, right? And so it's almost like you're on anxiety 98.7 radio station and you are calling in those thoughts, right? Your thoughts aren't just in your mind. They are, hmm, it's like they're electrical. I tell people, I mean, the mind is like shared space. We are all connected to an iCloud, to a greater consciousness. We're all connected to it. So really when our radio station is on anxiety 98.7, then I'm going to attune to these images, these stories, these intrusive thoughts, so to speak. So then what would that mean? But then healing means regulating your nervous system. So I was starting to notice that that was happening more and more. It started with, I, you know, the, the low tire light came on in the car, the low tire light came on in the car. And, you know, this occasionally happens when like there's a change, drastic change in temperature, something like that. Right. And I, I, I noticed that I like I became very fixated on it. And I don't like I wasn't driving long distances. I was like literally driving, you know, a couple miles here and there to different errands. But yet I was could not get my mind off it. Like I need to get this fixed immediately. Like this needs to be fixed immediately. I cannot drive anymore. And I mean, granted, when the low tire light comes on, you could likely have some leeway. You could have some miles on it or not at all, right? Because maybe it just came on because of the temperature change, or maybe there's like a slow leak in the tire and you got it, whatever. But even when I went to go at my like pressure test, my thumb test on the tire, I'm like, okay, it's really, 
it feels pretty strong. It's not going to like deplete immediately. I mean, like some random thing could happen, but I was really focused on that to the point where I became panicked, even driving home, like tearful and just praying that I wouldn't have a flat tire, even though I was like not even driving on the freeway anywhere. (laughs) I was just going into all of this doubt and fear, right? Because it's like, what? Okay. So what if the tire did go flat? Like, or it did pop or something, right? I'm driving in the neighborhood. I could safely pull over like things would, it would be okay. Right. I would, I would know, I know generally I would be able to handle it, whatever comes my way, able to handle it. So the fact that I was going into all of this doubt and fear and like this really kind of extreme thing from this little light on my dashboard. I was like, okay, I think my anxiety's a little high because I basically told my husband, I, I, I need you to take this in. I cannot, I cannot, I don't know. My anxiety's like insane right now. I cannot handle this. So I didn't take that one seriously enough. I was just like, you know, okay, I was just having a day. Like, I know we just moved. It's okay. Like I'll do some little breath work and I'll get re-regulated. <laughs> It'll be okay. So it wasn't until then we were driving together. So again, this was near the beginning of the move. And I think this was after that tire um, situation. We're driving together to, I don't, I don't know, just run some errands. It was a little cloudy, a little rainy out, nothing too crazy, but you know, we're in a new location. And I was just, again, I was, he was driving and I was feeling really like a lack of control or like people were going to run into us. I was just, I could tell I was like really on edge and I was looking over, we were at a stoplight and I was looking over to my left and I see, you know, another car is stopped at a stoplight and I see a smaller truck coming pretty quickly behind him. And I was like, oh my gosh, this truck is not slowing down. Like, are they looking down? Like they're going to ram right into this person who stopped at the stoplight and was going on. And I, it, it looked like he was right behind him and going to run into him. And right as the truck looked like it was going to, you know, smash into this car, I gasped. And my husband was like, what, what, what? And I'm like, oh my God. And I continue watching and the truck is literally in a different lane. (laughs) It's in a different lane. It's in the lane right next to it, but it's in a different lane. And so it was going a little faster because it had space. There weren't any other cars at the light, like before it had to stop. And I recognized in that moment that my brain was then reflecting back to me the station I was on, right? I was misperceiving my depth perception. Now this wasn't even that far away. Like normally, you know, if you're relaxed, I wouldn't have even, right? So it's like when we are functioning from this radio station, then you are going to magnetize, attract to your mind the stories or literally see things. You will literally see things like, right? I was seeing the truck about to run into this car and then it didn't. And that was kind of the really clear indication where I was aware that, okay, I am somewhat dysregulated here and I require more. <laughs> I require more because whatever I'm doing, and yes, I went through a transition, but whatever I'm doing is really not enough right now. And so what else could I choose? So in that moment, I was just a little, 
I would say I got a little tearful, like kind of nothing, not like hyperventilating, but just like tears rolling down. I haven't experienced a panic attack since I would say my early 20s. So even though the anxiety level could have been like close to reaching that, I sense that due to like my training, my perspective, my awareness, I immediately went into, oh, wow, okay, I'm just, I'm dysregulated right now. Like it's not, it's no kind of, I was already able to kind of calm myself in my line of thinking of, oh, okay, I'm just dysregulated. I need to do some breath work that, you know, I'm seeing things that aren't real here versus going into, oh my God, what's wrong with me? I'm dying or going into all of that line of thinking. So this is where I can see all of the work and training and healing that I've done over the years has made a huge difference because even when I get to a dysregulated state, I am able to, to call my energy back in. Right. So I would say, you know, I was a little tearful, like just kind of tears rolling down my face. And even with that, I just see it as, oh, okay, my body needs to release right now. Not like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? I'm crying for like something that just happened. It's just, oh, my body, yeah, my body just experienced some dysregulation and it needs to release, release energy through weathering. So I just allow that to happen. And even in the moment, I would say, I generally have access to at least kind of fundamentally or just, you know, in a simple way, explaining to my husband, like, cause he kind of looked at me like, Hey, are you okay? And <laughs> I was just like, I'm, I'm anxiety. I'm okay. I just need to breathe for a second, you know? And so he gets that enough that I can kind of communicate just where I'm at. Right. Because when we are dysregulated, it, we just don't have access to kind of being as present. And so I would say like, even within my dysregulated periods, I'm able to communicate, communicate that even if it's like, well, currently right now, it's not that, right? It's like anxiety happening, radio station, need to cry. Okay. I'm a cool, I'll be okay. Like just, you know what I mean? Kind of like that. So that may, gave me more awareness that, well, <laughs> clarity that I will still sometimes continue to choose things once my body speaks a little louder, right? I could have chosen a little sooner, like when I was starting to freak out about the tire light or some other little things I noticed, but it took something like that to just really grab my attention. And so when I looked at that, I was like, okay, what do I need to choose here? That's really going to have me commit to this because I know the tools, but I'm not Something I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing enough somatically for my body. And so this is when um, I started actually going to the studio. So I've talked a lot about this. I've been going to regular Pilates and hot yoga and Legree um, really since end of August. And so my husband was like out of town shortly after this visualization of this truck almost creating an accident. And I was just looking at the energy of what it would take. And it was really, whenever I make a choice, it's really a demand energy. I would say not demand like shaming, but just demand like I'm choosing this no matter what. And so it was the demand of, okay, what's it going to take? What's it going to take? Because we're changing that this changes now. I'm not continuing down this road. 
And Pilates dropped into my mind for whatever reason. I was like, you know what? All of a sudden I had the inspired thought of, you know what? Pilates, Pilates sounds fun. I used to do Pilates a ton when I was dancing. It feels doable, something going to a class just feels really nurturing and healing for whatever reason. I haven't gone to group fitness classes in years. I would say I used to be really into them into the past, but probably like four or five years. I really haven't gone to them. I more just kind of did workouts at home, walks, things like that stayed somewhat active, but I got the awareness that my body required more. It wanted more strength. It wanted more flexibility. It just wanted more than I was doing. And so for me, that was feeling like the missing piece. Cause I'm like, I do breath work regularly. I do tapping. I do the things, but I really got to amp it up. And for everyone, it's going to be different, right? And for me, I was feeling called to just re-engaging with my body in some sort of strength training. And so funny enough, I started with one class and then it was like, I, I was hooked. I knew it. It was like, give me the unlimited package. I want to be here every day because I want this to be like my anchoring point. My anchoring point to the day, I know I can choose it. It's real easy, real easy in the sense of I show up, tell me what to do and I'll do it <laughs> because I'd much rather do that than try to think at home or push myself at home, right? You're in a class, the energy's pumped up or you know, the teacher has you working through something and you just kind of move through it without thinking like, I can't do this and stopping at home. So there was just so much about that, that within literally... I would say like a week, a couple weeks, even everything, all the little things, the anxiety, all that stuff just totally diminished. So I knew that was the thing to choose because I asked the question, what would it take? I was in the demand energy of myself of I'm going to choose it, right? When I kind of have the awareness of it. And then it's not like the Pilates thing dropped in right as I was asking the question, it dropped in just kind of as I was, I don't know, waking up one day, it was like an inspired, oh, that sounds fun to choose kind of thing. Right. And so that's how I follow my awareness. And man, I am so grateful. I followed that because I just adore the studio that I go to the people there, the teachers and now I've gotten into all these other things. And if you've listened to the pod, you know, I've talked about doing this yoga teacher training. And so I'm just so excited to be including my body more into this and in a different way somatically, because if we can just set ourselves up, it can be so much easier, right? We work so hard when we don't set ourselves up, right? It's like our mental health struggles more when we're not physically active, right? When we're not shaking it out or doing the things. And so then we think, well, life's so hard. It's like, well, I could also choose the things that would help me to feel better. you know. And yes, we go into resistance about all that. But if you are, you know, like for me, it was choosing this class. It's like, if I choose this regularly, this just already makes life so much easier because now my mentality is different. Now my anxiety is, you know, not crazy high boiling off the charts or something. It makes everything different, right? So that you are able to be more efficient, work smarter, not harder. And so it's kind of the same idea getting back to kind of the intrusive thoughts is that if they're dropping in and you're going to, oh, I need to reframe this or I need to challenge this or 
kind of getting totally swept away by them, what would it take to get to the root, right? And for me, the root was I just needed more somatic work. I needed to exercise my body. I need to move my body more, be more in tune with it and choose from there, right? Because if you're just trying to like work on the surface stuff, you are going to be working so much harder. So all of this is really what inspired the creation of the nervous system sanctuary because I'm just like, I need it. We all need it. (laughs) So let's do it together. I wonder what it'll look like. I'm really excited for that to start. So I wonder what would it take to make the demand of you and choose what you're being called towards. Until next time.